Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church? Tell somebody I'm happy to be sitting by you. Amen. Listen, life is too short. So be nice. Oh, I said life is too short. So be nice. It's 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 not good. It's not good always being at loggerheads and fighting. Just try and be nice. It pays to be nice. Hallelujah. Tell me up a bit. It pays to be nice. You know, um, I was reading. I've been very, very sad about this basketball player. I don't really know him. I don't know much about him, but I've been very sad about his story. And one of the things that I discovered was that he was a loggerhead with his mother and father for years. And um, the reason was that he bought his mother and father a nice house. And the mother and father said, is this all you could do with all your, your plenty money? Should have bought her something better. Meanwhile, the father used to be a, a basketball player just like he was. And only God knows what he did with his money. And now his son has made money and he wants the son to be always giving him money. And uh, I think he used to do that. And then when he got married, his wife put a stop to it. And that became the beginning of the end. So, so until he just died, he hadn't had any rapport with the parents. So I was saying to, the, I was saying to myself, can you imagine how the parents will feel? You understand? Because in the cold light of day, you can see that you did, did another house really matter? Especially when he has bought something that is very nice and decent. It's like, no, 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 no. I want a better, bigger one. Look at how big yours is and how, you know. And for him, for him, I, I, I'm feeling sorry for the parents, because now the parents don't have any rapport with the wife and the children, the grandchildren. So now it's like, now it's gone. Then what? You know, sometimes when you look at the things that we quarrel about, very trivial and very silly things, and when death comes like that, you I, I, I mean, assess yourself and you ask yourself, did it really matter? Did it, re it was very unnecessary. Now, you will give that same house up if that could bring him back. <laughs> Hallelujah. So today, I just wrote something nice to my children. I normally don't do that. I said something nice. And you could, when I got a response back, it, you, to me, it was like, shame on you. Because they don't, it's like, it's not something I do normally. So they were like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you, are you dying anytime soon? <laughs> you know, but then he just, he just told me that, try and be nice. Just try and be nice all the time. Because you never know. It could be the last time you see the person or the person sees you. So be nice. Because he, he, he got up in the morning. He went past mass. And then he went to die. With his child. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, Job chapter 38. So try and be nice. So look at somebody. Squeeze their hand and, and, and smile at them. Squeeze them. Squeeze them. I said squeeze their hand. <laughs> okay. Job 38. Job 38. Job chapter 38, we are going to read from verse 12 to 15. I want all of us to read as a family. Ready? Go. Have you commanded the morning since your day began and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It takes non-forms like clay, 
under a seal and stands out like a garment. From the wicked, their light is withheld and our prayer um, is broken. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about commanding the morning, isn't it? And last week we talked about the power of your words. Amen. Jesus said that you will have whatever you say, isn't it? Do you remember Mark 11, 28, 20, 23, 24, isn't it? Jesus said, you shall have whatever you say. Amen. So we talked about it for a while. And today I want us to go to talking about the power of your command in prayer. The power of your command in prayer. Amen. The power of your command in prayer. This is one of the few types of prayers not too many people use in prayer. Amen. Not too many people use this type of prayer. Because incidentally, command prayers is the highest or the most powerful part of prayer. It's the most advanced form of prayer. We should remember that that prayer only applies to the realm of the will and purpose of God. That prayer is not, you don't command God to give you somebody's wife or somebody's husband. It is the only part of prayer that it has to line up with the will of God. Are you with me? So first of all, and it's the only part of prayer or type of prayer that you are dealing with demons and you are dealing with God. Am I making sense? Command prayer is, I'm trying to lay the foundation so that you can understand it. Command prayer is not the same as requisition prayer or petition prayer. Do you, do you, do you get it? Like, like the type of prayer we pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, isn't it? Lord, give us something. That's requisition. You know, we are petitioning God. I pray that you, give, you, you do this for us. Intercession is petitional prayer. But command prayer is when you take death state of the form of God and you lay things down. Remember in, in Genesis chapter 1 verse uh, 26, 27, 28 it says let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion over the air are you with me? Over the air, the, the beds of the air, over the land and over the sea. Now, when you talk about over the air and the creatures in the air, part of the creatures in the air are demons. Uh, you get what I'm saying? I'm trying to lay the foundation. That's why I'm going slowly so that you can follow me. I can preach, but I don't want to preach. I want to teach this particular thing because it is a, 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 an untaught subject. And most of the time, it is reserved for people who are, have a certain type of anointing or so people who have a certain type of... Men of, God. of uh, because... A lot of us don't want to operate in that level. Uh, are, you, are you getting it? Because it has a lot of repercussions if you don't do it right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so when we say command prayer, we mean that this is it's the most advanced form of prayer. That's the first thing you need to know. And the second thing is that you only pray this type of prayer when you are a man or a woman of authority. Do, do you get it? So when you are just starting out with Christ, you have to do a little bit of study before you go into this type of prayer because you can get into all sorts of trouble. Amen. To command is another powerful word which means to speak out in prayer. Jesus commanded demons to get out of the man, the man who had 6,000 demons. Remember? He commanded the demons to come out 
from him and they went into the pigs or the swine and the swine went into the, the sea and died. When Jesus stood in front of the tomb of Lazarus, he commanded Lazarus come forth and Lazarus came forth. When Jesus was asleep in the stern of the boat and the wind was contrary and the storms and the, the uh, disciples woke him up and said, Master, cares not that we, that we perish. And he woke up and said, peace, be still. That's a command prayer. Are you with me? And the Bible says that when he entered the synagogue and he went to pre- preach, the demons will manifest. Thou art the son of God. Thou art the, the, then he will rebuke them and tell them to get out. Are you with me? That brings me to another type of prayer, which is rebuking. Rebuking prayer is also part of command prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Rebuking prayer and command prayer is part of the command type of prayer. One thing that you must understand is that command prayer is like a police police officer. A police officer may not necessarily have strength, but what they have is authority. And when they say to you, stop, you stop. When they say, come out, you come out. When they say, you have right to be silent, and they say, give me your hand, you better give them your hand. Are you with me? In the same way, when you pray those type of prayer, you have to have that authority. Uh, Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to set the foundation before I go into scripture and I go into uh, teaching it properly so you can understand. How many can understand what I'm saying? So this type of prayer is not frequently used. Do you get it? Because it's, it is not the ordinary type of prayer. You must have authority to use this prayer. Hallelujah. Am I, am I making sense so far? You can stop me if you want to ask a question. I'd rather that than preach it. Matthew 8, 32. Have I set the good uh, foundation for you? And Jesus said to them, go. So when they had come out, they went into the head of swine. And suddenly the whole head of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in water. Amen. Go. Now, Jesus saying go. And you saying go. Don't carry the same weight. Uh, I'll, I'll come to Acts chapter 19, but I'm not there yet. Let, let's, let's focus on this. To the point that the disciples ask, who is this man that even the wind and the sea obey him? In, in uh, Luke chapter 4, Mark, Matthew chapter 4, it says that, for he did not teach as the Pharisees, but he taught as one with authority. Are you getting what I mean? He did not teach from head knowledge. He taught from revelational knowledge. Amen. So to really have this type of uh, command prayer, you must have relational, you must have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, relationship with Jesus, relationship with the word. Amen. Don't go trying to use this type of prayer when you have not really had any relationship. Amen. So go to Mark 6. Let's start. Are are you okay? Have I laid a good foundation for for us? Okay, let's start with Mark 6 from 7 to 13. And he called, this Jesus, he called the 12 to himself. This is after the 12 had been with Jesus for a while. The Bible says that he called the 12 to himself and he began to send them two by two and he gave them power. Somebody say power. power. The word power here is the word authority. He gave them authority over unclean spirits. Right. Amen. Yes. 
And he commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no uh, copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Also, he said to them, in whatever place you, you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And whatever, and whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be better or more tolerable for, the, for Sodom and Gomorrah in, that, in the day of judgment for that, than for that city. So they went out and preached that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Amen. So let's look at it. Let's look at it step by step. He had had a relationship with these guys for a while. Are we okay with that? He had a relationship with them. They knew his ways. They knew his, his, his heart. They knew his spirit. They knew how he did things. And then he said, I am giving you authority. Then after giving them authority, he gave them instructions. How to operate. So you see, you don't go as a, a, a policeman and you disobey the law yourself. In trying to apply your power, you can be disgraced. How many understand what I'm saying? You can be beaten black and blue because you are in the wrong. Recently, <laughs> I read somewhere, I don't know whether anybody saw it, somewhere in Ghana, I think it was Ghana or Africa somewhere, a policeman was breaking the law by trying to arrest somebody, a, a taxi driver, some, something funny like that, and the taxi driver beat the policeman black and blue. And, and recent, it was recently, because the, the policeman was trying to extort money from the guy. Because the guy had done no wrong. But the guy thought that because he has his uniform, he could bully and take money, extort money from him. And apparently he's been doing that for a while. Are you with me? So in this particular instance, the, the, guy, the, the, the guy set him up because he videoed him. I don't know whether anybody saw it. He videoed him and he beat him up. And, and the police, uh, whatever, commander had to come and address the issue. And because a lot of police people were being unruly, trying to use their power to uh, extort money. Are you with me? If you try to use this without following the instructions, it will not work. So look at, look at the instructions he gave. When you enter the city, don't take any tunics. Don't take any this. Don't do that. When you enter into the city, stay in the house that receives you. If they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet. Walk away. When you go somewhere and they receive you, stay there. Whatever they give you, eat. And then you can use the power. Amen. Am I okay so far? So what have we learned so far? We've learned that, number one, you must have a relationship. Number two, you must do what? You can't, you can't abuse it. You must be obedient. Amen. To the instructions. Hallelujah. And you must know the source of the power anyway. The next one is you must know the source of power. Mark chapter 28 verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, someone say therefore, because all power and authority has been given to me, I am giving it to you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end. Amen. Mark, oh, didn't you get it? Matthew 28. 18 to 20. Hallelujah. 
So you see, the power or the source of the authority comes from Jesus. Amen. And he said that because he's doing the will of the Father, therefore the Father has given him authority. And because he has authority, he has given us that authority. So the authority to command is the delegated authority. It is not in your own strength. Are you with me? That is the reason why you cannot use it contrary to the purpose or the intent of the giver. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. It's not there for you to misuse it. It's not there for you to, you know, like you go somewhere. I remember I went, we went somewhere to preach. And um, after we're praying for people and then as we're praying, there was another pastor who was there and like uh, people were falling down, manifestation and everything. And the pastor, pastor was like, I mean, to this thing I can do. So as soon as he, we finished and we, he took the microphone off from me, or they gave him the microphone, he was also trying to do the same thing, trying to call people to pray. But nothing happened. <laughs> the other side, just the same congregation, within five minutes that I finished, he took the microphone, he was also trying to show his power. <laughs> and... You you are you are there, isn't it? Was I there with you? Or yeah, yeah, we're all there, and nothing worked. It, it didn't work. I mean, like it was so embarrassing that it's like in the end he had to stop. Because you see, if you are not being commanded to do it, and you do it, he will not back it. Because you are not doing it because you've been commanded to do it. You are doing it because somebody has done it and you think that the person is getting more fans. So you have to also show that you can also do it. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, 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 am I getting through to you? Okay. Now let's look at another story. Luke 21. I'm sure we all know this story. No, Matthew 21, sorry. Are you in Matthew 21? Let's start from 17 or... Okay, so... Then he left them and went out of the city of, to Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, he was, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And he said, let no fruit grow ever again. And immediately the fig tree with it away. Read on. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? Okay. Command, command prayer. He commanded the tree. The tree obeyed. Amen. And the guys were wondering how he did it. I'm going to show you three ways that we do, we can do command prayer. I'm going to show you three ways or three, um, how you can command prayer, how you can operate this um, command prayers. Amen. Luke 7. Luke 7. Let's start from 6, I think. Or start from four. When they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom you should do this is deserving. You know the story, isn't it? So, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Amen. Verse six, isn't it? 
So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word or command and my servant to be healed. For I myself, I am a man under authority. With soldiers under me, I tell one, go, and he goes. And that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And Jesus heard this. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not seen such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who were sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Amen. The first way to do this or operate this command is to be under authority. Amen. You yourself must be under authority of the Holy Spirit. You must be under authority of the word of God. I've seen many people start well using this. And after a while, they go off. And when they go off, they go and find different sorts of spirit to try and replace, make up for. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Make up for this. This is the only type of prayer that you cannot manufacture. It has to be spirit-led or operated. Do you understand? When I say spirit, it means that it's the Holy Spirit or you can find an alternative spirit. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? That's why I've taken my time because I don't want to rush it. Because sometimes a little knowledge is worse. It's worse if it's not applied properly. So I just don't want to, I can preach it in five times and it will be done. But I want to take my time. Amen. Your level of authority will show the power of your command. How, how low you go will show how high you rise in this authority. Are, are you with me? Are you a man under authority? Are you submitted to the word of God? Are you submitted to the voice of God? Are you submitted to a man of God? Are you submitted? Do you walk in submission? Do you have somebody who can tell you, sit down and sit down? Do you have somebody who can say, stand and you stand? Do you have somebody who can tell you, go and you go? Because the centurion was giving us a very important lesson about how to operate this, this power. He says that, listen, for me, I can operate that level in the physical realm. And the way I do it is because I am under authority. And I've been stationed here. So it means that I'm not misplaced. This is my area of authority. Authority is not generic. It's not everywhere you go. You are not a policeman in every country. In every country. You are a policeman in a locality. Your badge doesn't work here. Do you understand? Even if you have a country, different country, even in this country, if you are a policeman in, in Manchester, your authority doesn't work here because there are different police units. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're a policeman, a British policeman. Your authority doesn't work in Africa, in, Afri in anywhere. When you cross the border, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in uh, France. France. Are you with me? This centurion was a Roman that has been stationed in, in uh, Jerusalem. He has been stationed there to care for 100 uh, soldiers, 100, uh, what do you call it, uh, Roman soldiers. He was a centurion. He had a lot of, he had 100 people under him. And the reason why 100 people were obeying and listening to him was because he had been commanded and sent there. He was under authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? In, and the, the physical and the spiritual, they mirror each other. Are you getting this? Which means that if you are going to be a man of authority, you must be under. Are you with me? So your authority as a pastor, physically, 
It's in the domain of this church. When you leave this church, you are not a pastor. When you go to next door, you are just a man who walked in. <laughs> Am I making sense? Even though you may, you may call yourself a pastor, your authority doesn't go there. Even physically, your authority doesn't go there. In the same way, in places where you have not been authorized, your authority doesn't reach. Um, I don't know whether you're understanding what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, you see, to operate this type of power, you have to be under authority. And you have to be in location. Do you get under authority and in location? Are you, have you been ordered there? Have you been sent there? Are you dealing with what you are dealing with because you have been sent to deal with it? Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't go trying to make it up. <laughs> Some people are trying to spoil my message. But that, uh, <laughs> Acts chapter 19. Verse 13. Then some of the itinerant, itinerant Jews exorcised or cast out, exorcists, took it upon themselves to call. No, let's go to, go to verse 10. So let's start from 10. It will make sense a bit more. Then this continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs on, or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and diseases left them and the evil spirit went out of them. Then some of the Itinerant Jews, exorcists, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise or we cast out demons, we cast you out by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And also there were the seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But you, who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Which means that the beatings that they received was not simple. You know, for, for, for you to be beaten is bad enough. But for you to be beaten and your clothes torn is, 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 is another one. And for you to be beaten, your clothes are torn and you are wounded. That's another thing. And for you to be beaten, to be, your clothes to be torn and wounded and running, that's also another thing. You, 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 you see. Now, now let's look. Let's review this story. Can you see this, the the the, the uh, picture? The first thing is that remember before, if you, if I had time, I would have gone back to the place where and Paul, the elders, the priest, the elders of the congregation called Paul and Silas and prayed over them. And send them. So they went on an assignment to all the churches in Asia to, to, to visit and to check on them. And so he was under authority. He had been sent. He had people who were overseeing him and praying for him. And when he went, he went with authority so that even handkerchiefs and things from his body was doing a lot of miracles. And these guys looked, ah, this thing is, is it not in the name of Jesus come out? It looks so simple. It's so simple. <laughs> ah, in the name of Jesus. And Paul, said, Paul is preaching in the name of Jesus. And, and, 
So it's like, ah, the what works is that when you, in the name of Jesus. So it's like, we also cast you out in the name of Jesus. Come, whom Paul is preaching. So that in case you are confused with Jesus we are talking about. But there are a lot of Jesuses. But this Jesus is the one, the one that Paul is using. That's the one we are using. Hey, we are not using that because there are a lot of Jews. The name Jesus in those days was very common. Do you understand? So, in case you are confused, it's not any Jesus we are talking about. It's the very one that Paul is also using. I don't know why you are laughing. <laughs> you see, these guys did not have any relationship with the Jesus they were talking about. They were not sent, number two. They were not under anybody's authority. They were not in the right place. Are you with me? So before you even attempt to do some of these things, are you in the right place? Have you been instructed to do that? Do you have the authority to do that? So it's not everywhere that we, as soon as you get there, you become Rambo. <laughs> as soon as you get there, in the name of Jesus, no, 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 I'm coming to do magic. No. No. Are you with me? The reason why it looks like anytime people go, I mean, this particular person operates in less power is because the person is at the right place at the right time. Because this same person, when he's in another place, you won't see anything. He won't do anything. He won't even do it. See, anybody who is sensitive and knows how to operate this, they know, they know when to do it and when not to do it. So it could be that this pastor I'm talking about, he has been doing it in places. But at that, at that particular place, he was not in the right location. And the mind or the motive behind why, what he was trying to do was wrong. So he was misplaced. And as, as much as he thinks that he has a lot of power and authority, it didn't work there. And he was totally embarrassed. Are, are you getting it? So don't be one of these sons of Skiva. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think they learned a very bitter lesson. For it to be recorded in the Bible means that it was. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But in saying that, you and I can operate in this. Because the Bible says that there's Luke, Luke chapter. Um, I think the last but one chapter, the Bible says that before he ascended, he called them and he breathed on them. Look for that scripture for me. He breathed on them and said, receive the spirit of God. Receive authority. I think it's the last chapter of, yeah. That's, that's after the resurrection. Look for that scripture for me. You know, when Jesus breathed on them, he breathed on all of us. And he said, receive this power. Amen. Have you found the scripture? My pastors are not helping me. Oh, okay. And he said, he breathed on them. And said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive sins of any, they will be forgiven. If you retain their sins, they will be retained. Read on. Okay, I'm looking for the one in, in, in Luke. But it's the same, the same thing. See, all power has now been given to you. Hallelujah. 
which means that we, you and I, can operate in that power. This power is not reserved for selected few. Just know how to operate it at the right place. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Okay, number two. Next, next one. Next one. Let's go move on. Next, next way of operating this power, this number two, is you need faith. You need faith. Remember in Matthew 8, when we read Matthew 8, do you, do you remember? 23. Then he got into the boat with his disciples, followed him. Uh, suddenly a furious storm came up at the lake and waves. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. And he replied and said, you of little faith. And he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. Amen. So you need faith. Amen. Let's go back to the story of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Let's start from 12. It says, the next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, seeing the, a, a fig tree in the distance. We've read this bit. And he said, to the, no, may no one eat of the fruit from you, verse 14 again. And the disciples heard it. In the evening, verse 19, evening time, when Jesus and the disciples went out of the city, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from its roots. And Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Verse 22. Let's read 22 together. Ready, go. Amen. So to operate this command type of prayer, you must have faith in God. So apart from being under authority, being at the right place, being sent, you must have faith. Hallelujah. You must have faith. Verse 23 says that, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and you, it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, Forgive them so that the Father, your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. That is the number three one. So the first, the first one is being under authority, isn't it? Number two is what? Have, you need faith in God. Number three is have a clean heart. Have nothing that Satan can use against you. Do you remember Jesus said, and the devil came and he didn't have anything in me? Because you see, if Satan has anything in you and you try to deal with him, that thing in you will stop it or he will expose you. A story is told where um, some brothers, three brothers went to cast out the demon. Three students went to cast out a demon from one SU, one student. And they had, fin they had finished fasting and all that. They went to this guy to cast the demon. And as they were trying to cast the demon, the demon manifested and said, you. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> you. When we were supposed to be, they were, they were fasting. You, you didn't fast. You went to eat. You went to eat uh, your kagari. <laughs> 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 yeah. You see, when you operate this type of thing, you, you will almost always, most of the time, you will encounter the demon will talk to you. Yeah. The demon will talk to you. I've had so many encounters like that. One day I was, it was church, in church. One was, the, the, at the point, the, the demon was begging me, saying that, oh, uh, uh, it's my great-grandchild. I've been here since she was born. Please leave me alone. In the church. 
Have you not heard any? Have you not seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you will encounter. So if there's anything inside of you which is not right, are <laughs> you getting it? So Jesus was saying that before you even try this, number one, have faith. After that, if you have any thought against anybody, that's why me, as a person, I don't like holding anything against anybody in my heart. Because it, it, it's not helpful for me. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It's not helpful at all. I cannot, it, it won't work for me. Because if I do that immediately, something would work against me. So it's in my interest to forgive you. <laughs> are you, are you anybody who understands spiritual things will know will understand that you, you dare not have any graduate against anybody because it, it steals all your power. Because you are, you are working in rebellion. You are working in rebellion. See that when you, come, when you are coming to sacrifice and you have, you remember somebody has an alt against, not you have, a, somebody has alt against you. Leave your sacrifice and go and sort set. Settle it and come and give the sacrifice. You haven't done that and you're coming to not even sacrifice, but you're coming to cast, out, cast me out. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, immediately you expose yourself and you can be in trouble. Hallelujah. Are, are you understanding it? So really, to, to the reason why most of us don't try to even operate this uh, particular prayer is because it has a lot of <laughs> you have to obey a lot of things or else you get in trouble. Hallelujah. Are you okay so far? Let me give you one more. The next one is you need fasting and prayer. Mark chapter 9, verse 26. Now, this is after the, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, transfiguration. Then the spirit cried out and convulsed. So after transfiguration, Jesus had gone with the uh, three, isn't it? To pray. And then when they were coming down, the Bible says there was commotion, uh, at the foot of the mountain. I don't want to read that, all that bit because you know it, isn't it? Oh, no, let's start from Matthew 17. Let's read the story from Matthew, Matthew 17, 14 to 19. It's the same story. Or Mark 9, 26 to 29. It's the same story. But Matthew, Matthew's uh, story gives us a little bit of clarity. Verse 14, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Matthew 17, 14. I'm in, I'm in 16 now. So I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. So you see faith is here. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your... So now he's, 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 he's introduced another one, isn't it? The first one is what? Under authority. Second one is what? Have faith. Third one is what? Do what? Clean heart. N number four is what? Fasting and prayer. No, no, we do. Before fasting and prayer, let's, this one is do not doubt. Unbelief. 
unbelief. Sometimes you can not have faith. But you don't you don't believe that anything will happen. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes you, you can you can having faith is one thing. Being in doubt is another thing. That's what I'm trying to say. So you can you can be neutral. So I don't have faith. But you are not doubtful. Do you understand? But you can also doubt. Do uh, you get it? So there are two different things. Because having faith is one. Doubting is another. So sometimes it's like, having, you are, I don't have faith that this thing will happen. But I don't doubt it. If it happens, wow. Do you understand? But not doubting it is also another. But doubting is another thing. If you are somebody who has doubt. That's why a lot of very, very learned people don't operate this power. There are a lot of scientific masters, masters, PhD type of people don't operate this. Because we try to analyze. You have seen this is cataract. And you know how cataracts is formed. You know the the uh, biotic uh, biology behind cataract. You know all the uh, symptoms of cataract and you can see it. And so for you to say that in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. Are you serious? <laughs> is it the past you are casting out or is it the, 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 all the microsomes that are behind the uh, you understand what I'm saying? And, and sometimes, that's why the Bible says that the carnal mind does not receive anything from God in that they are spiritually discerned. If you are carnal, analytical, very, very logical in your approach to, you can't operate this power. That is why those who are not very learned, very school, those who don't have it, they operate this type of thing easily. Easily. Because it's like, ah, there's, there's no thinking through it. It's like, hey, yeah, must work, and it's working. You are uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The only thing I know is that this, and then they do it. It's like, and it's like, the science people sit down and say, ah, this guy is real. And then it is really working. There was a guy who lived not so far away from here, Smith Wigglesworth. He used to, you know, goiter, you know, like big um, swollen uh, throat and everything. He would just come in the name of Jesus. And you slap the goiter, you slap it. And the thing will just roll off, the, roll off and fall down, start rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he'll punch your stomach. You have stomach cancer, he punch your stomach. And, and you see, if you read about Smith Wigglesworth, you realize that he was—he didn't go to school. He didn't have, so it's like, you know, if somebody has stomach cancer, the stomach is big. You know that there's a tumor inside the stomach. Then, I mean, to hit the person's stomach. Are you? And then there's healing. Full, full healing. And, and if you read some of the miracles that Smith Wigglesworth did, it's like this thing, if you are anybody who has gone up to class five, you won't try it. <laughs> because it doesn't really... Because, and somebody asked him, why do you hit people? He said, it's not the person I'm hitting, I'm hitting the demon inside them. <laughs> It's the demon inside the person that I'm hitting. <laughs> yeah, and he says that he could see the demon in the person, so he hits the, pe- the demon. So that demon will jump out quickly. <laughs> oh, when you get the opportunity, read. Oh, you can Google it. Smith Wigglesworth's Miracles. You see some of the things. I mean, very crude. Very, very crude. Very crude. 
but, but if you hit somebody or you spit on the person, do something crazy. And, and, and the miracles were just, I mean, like documented. But see, when you are very analytical, your, 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 your doubt, your doubt, I mean, like he will snatch you out of the wheelchair. He doesn't even, you know, like, oh, let, let, no, 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 no. Snatch you out. By the time. <laughs> you go like three steps before you realize that you're out. <laughs> because if you don't let your legs paddle, you fall on your face. <laughs> by the time you, you, you have gone three steps, you realize that you're healed. <laughs> hmm. So Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out. And Jesus, they came to him privately and said, because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a master seed, you will say to this mountain, be moved from here and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. However, somebody say however. However, however this kind, this particular kind, it is not just faith. It is not just no doubt. It is not just being under authority. It is not just a clean heart. But this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. So you know, this one, you have to add prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. You see, what prayer does what prayer does is that prayer creates an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to operate. Are you understanding? That's, that's basically what prayer does. So when you're a prayerful person, you give the Holy Spirit, you, bring, you invite the Holy Spirit around. If you are a man, a woman of a clean heart, you create the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to linger. Do you understand? So when the Holy Spirit comes and your heart is not clean, you leave. So just pray, being prayerful. If you are somebody who grudges somebody, you are unforgiveness, and you know those type of hidden sin, jealous, envious, and everything, it, it drives the Holy Spirit. So it's, it doesn't matter how much you pray or how much you fast. The Holy Spirit doesn't come around for too long because you have been giving him. It's like a gentleman comes into your house and your house... Like the, you have your TV sitting on your chair, uh, you have your clothes, you know, all over the floor on the chair and everything. Welcome. It's not welcoming. He won't stay there for long. You, he may enter the room, but when there's no chair to sit on, you just have to leave. Do, do you get it? So when, when your heart is clean, then that gives the atmosphere. When prayer and fasting invites him to come. Are you with me? And then he can... When you are a man of the word, you give him omniscience to do. Do, do, you, do you get it? Are you getting the equation? So prayer brings him, clean heart keeps him around. The word gives him omniscience to work. Because if without the word, he's incapable of doing. Do you understand? Some of us as Christians, we do one and leave the other. Like you're prayerful, but you don't have word. Do you understand? So when he comes, he has no, he's, he's like he's shackled. He cannot operate without the word. Are you with me? Because the remit of his uh, operation is the word. So as much, as far as you extend the word, is as far as he goes. So if your word base is not very extensive, then he doesn't go past. Uh, I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. So... So, prayer, fasting brings him. Clean heart keeps him. The word authorizes him. Do you get it? And then operating gives him the chance. I don't know whether you, you, you got that one. Because see, he works in, con, in tandem with us. Yes, we work, we are co-laborers together with God. So, like Jesus said, I see my father work 
and then I work. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, as he's seeing or hearing the Holy Spirit, he also operates and what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And then there's a manifestation. So if the Holy Spirit is healing and you want to cast out demons, there's a contradiction. Do you understand what I'm saying? Immediately, the Holy Spirit just pulls out. I've been in meetings that it's like, wow, you could feel the Holy Spirit doing things. And then one little mistake that the Holy Spirit said, do something, you did something else. You, you can feel that the Holy Spirit is left, lifted. Don't know whether you've, you've experienced that before. Which means that you have to be very sensitive. Faith, for you to operate this, you have to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Don't go ahead of him or go behind him. Stay with him. And when he says he's finished, he's finished. Don't try and do more. <laughs> because sometimes you can get get excited, over excited, and you'll try and want to know why he has finished his work. Do you get it? And when, as soon as you take one step ahead of him, he leaves. <laughs> and if you are sensitive, you will know when he's when he's not there, when it's now you trying to do magic. Hallelujah. Because when he's there, he does it the way he wants to do it. Yeah. And he would, he would, you know, do it. Hallelujah. 